clear. Stand by. Stage reset at House Lights. Thanks, team, for another great show. I'll see you all backstage. So we're back again. This is Design to Change Backstage Conversations. Ferdinando, welcome backstage. Thank you, thank you. The time is time is ticking away. What what yes. people do not see right now is that uh, yeah, but now we're glass. Yeah, we are. You know, the curtains are closed. We're backstage. Um, the onstage part is done. How do you feel? I feel good. It was a pleasant, uh, fun. Uh, I mean, I I have a good feeling that you know the conversation uh, unfolded nicely. Um, you you've been a great host. Uh, great questions, back and forth of ideas. So I feel very good, which I generally, you know, I'm very critical about my, you know, sometimes I have the feeling that I'm just raving and riffing and going in circles. But today I feel, I felt sharp. Uh, so I'm happy about how we dealt with it. How about you? Excellent. I, 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 I feel like you. I'm always inspired by our conversations. Um, you know, you you call on your website, would you do it, you know, the, 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 the noble profession of magic in the 21st century, right? And I think, um, like you said, it takes a lot of practice to develop the skill set to make effects look like tricks, right? Or the, the tricking of the underwater, what the conscious doesn't see, leads to an effect that provoke people mm -hmm. in, a, in a really good way. And I hope that... Um, and I always have this after our conversations. You always make me think about stuff. I took copious amounts of notes and added more post-its on top of it based on our previous conversation, which, um, you know, words are the most powerful drug of mankind, right? As, 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 as the famous That's a good one. Goes. That's a good, that's a powerful one. And it's, and it's a very positive drug. You know, I yeah, think yeah. Words, words can, 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 in 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 the two ways of the word right they can they can have a very positive effect of the drug they can be addictive i'm, yeah, I'm addicted yeah. to the right words and it's always yeah, yeah. hard to find the right words i think there is a there is another quote that kind of uh, builds on that one it comes from freud mm -hmm. uh, who said that with words you can both kill people and save people yeah so it's kind of a double-edged sword yeah. Uh, you know, the word drugs in English has a more, uh, you know, new, neutral feeling. Generally, right. you know, yeah, word, drugs can be negative and uh, poisonous, but the word drug is kind of a synonym of medicine. Yeah. So words can be good, powerful medicine. but It implies, in, it implies a cure somehow. Yeah, right. right. To, and, to, uh, to, to some symptom of some sort. Yes. Right. And, uh, and again, in Freud's framing, he was very uh, uh, specific about saying that words can kill people and can heal people. So you can yeah. kill someone with words. I mean, just, you know, think about breaking up with a, with a partner. You just say, or uh, having a bad fight with someone. You can just say things that can kill someone. So... That once cannot be taken back once they are can, out. No, no, no. no way once, back, right? once the words are uttered and they are in the world, they live their own magical life for the good or for the bad. Yeah. So words are 
powerful, dangerous, uh, tricky thing to use wisely. Uh, yeah. But again, can can even do harm. Yeah. But I yeah. What, what I always enjoy when I see your performances, and I hope there might be others that are in our podcast that have seen you perform. And if you haven't seen Ferdinando, you know, Buscema perform like in a live setting with a group of people, I highly encourage you to seek out one of those opportunities or maybe, Thank you. you know, make him part of your event because he does this all the time. This is what, this is what his profession is, right? Thank you. Um, but you also, it's an, it's a subtle orchestration of the narrative and the storyline mm -hmm. combined with a series of effects mm -hmm. that have an order and a sequence to guide people through an experience journey and an instructional design unknowingly, because that's mm -hmm. under the water. They don't yeah. realize what they're going through until they've gone through it, right? So it's it's like the College of Extraordinary Experience, noetic and um, you know ineffable in its essence, um, which you only know what it's like when you've gone through it. That must be a really hard thing to sell to people. Um, well, um, I was, you know, from my, ex I've been doing this for almost 20 years now. Uh, and, uh, I think there is a natural attraction with people who has this kind of curiosity or sensitivity about magic. Mm -hmm. So magic is a, it's a fragile thing. Uh, it's a very delicate and again, you cannot guarantee 100% the outcome. I'm not talking about the outcome of the tricks that, that, that are supposed to work, but I'm talking about the more transformational aspects of it. Yeah. Uh, so it is hard to sell. Um, yes and no. The people that are naturally, that I meet or uh, that find my work, somehow, although they are not completely sure about what's going to happen, First of all, they have to, to have some sort of curiosity. So even the word magic, it's not supposed to turn them off. Because again, not everybody likes magic, like not everybody likes jazz music or uh, rock music, so, or lasagna, I don't know, uh, <laughs> or, you know, or prosciutto if you are a vegetarian. So <laughs> it's, some people will like it, some people are, are drawn towards this. And then I would say that 95% of my work, it's co-designed with the people that invite me. So they somehow trust me, either because, you know, it's a natural trust, or they trust my credentials, or something in between. And then they have the feeling that I kind of know what I'm talking about. And I always invite them into the creative process. So people somehow feel part of this creative process. And then once they kind of get, and I do my best to explain, even to set the expectations to what to expect, uh, at that point becomes easy. I mean, it's not even a sell, it's just, you know, um, it becomes a shared conversation. It becomes a co-designed thing. Again, be one hour event or a longer thing. People know, and feel that I am full on devoted to this yeah. and they are invited to be my co-creator. So I'm kind of the co-pilot. Uh, very often they are in the driving seat and I am the, the passenger. Mm -hmm. 
that provides some direction. Yeah. So that's, I mean, uh, I think that I found the, the, the sweet spot for me, uh, mm-hmm. meaning that I have my opinions, I have my ideas, I trust my aesthetic sense, and uh, I have my track records of things that went well. So this is the mix that allow me to propose what I do without pushing. I mean, I have a good sense if, they, if I am the right fit for an event or not, if they want a stand-up comedian or if they want some other form of entertainment, I'm totally, I, I, I understand it pretty quickly. So I'm happy to let things go. Yeah. However, if I understand that the people that invite me have the enough mind space to have these conversations, that's probably going to be a match. Yeah. But again, you cannot force people's attention. But if I understand that they are open, they're eager, they're willing to talk magic with me, and create something together, hmm. that's an easy sell. That's not yeah. even a sell. That's yeah. just, it just happens. Because they know it's not just what they want, but it's what they need, right? So I think- Right. And again, gap... I, I, yes. And I also have a good sense, you know, as a consultant, I listen to what they think they need or they, what they think they want. Sometimes they are, they are spot on, they have clarity. Sometimes part of my job is to provide some, my feedback on what I believe is the most appropriate solution for a context. Yeah. So yeah. that's what, when I, what I say that if they want a plug and play thing, very rarely it's me. Uh, it's a co-design thing. So in this sense, I've been lucky enough to be attracted by the right people, by the right companies. Uh, but again, I very quickly understand if I'm not the right person on the right place. So I I try to cultivate my niche of uh, like-minded spirits that I resonate with. That's the best way, you know, that's the fun way to go. Yeah. Well, I hope in this podcast, we've been able to uh, share our like-minded spiritness. We've uh, uncovered the egregory or uh, how how do you pronounce the word? Egregore. Egregore. I keep yeah. I keep stumbling on some of these words, right? Which I think this is the other thing in language. It's yeah, it's limiting but also rich, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes one language has a better word for something than the other. And yeah. I like how you you dig back into the Latin roots of the etymology of some of the words to explain that occult is not the bad, it is the hidden, right? You have mm-hmm. to you have to see the source of something. And sometimes I feel if people understand the source of a design. Mm-hmm. source of where something comes from without having to over explain it and then are able to experience it then they can embrace it and trust it right? mm-hmm. so it's, there's an order and sequence to building trust yeah, um, yeah and i think that's one of the fascinating things that i think conversations can do they're also trust builders um i trust you explicitly and implicitly with mm-hmm. the design choices that i've seen you make at events that I've been a part of. Thank, Thank you, you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I also heard from people at the College of Extraordinary Experiences where you were doing one of the things and I was, because the design was flawed, I was too late in the flow and we had to stop the experience. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then I was like, and everybody was talking about what they experienced with you and I didn't see it. And that also gave me like a sense of really missing out, you know? <laughs> yeah, but thank you. But that is part of the you. magic, right? Yeah. Part of the magic is knowing that something happened and you weren't part of it and you're like, you're keen to not miss it again, 
right? Or yes. you're keen to be part of it when it happens again at some other place, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, as we know, part of the magic, you know, the, the element of mystery, uh, it's, a, it's a powerful ingredient. So yes. if you're able to translate the, the you know, the, the missing out feeling into the excitement or, hey, next time I want to see it, that's one, one angle. The other angle is I didn't see something and maybe not having seen something can set your imagination in motion more than if you have seen it. Exactly. Like you know, yeah. the mystery of something, it's a more it's more promising, it's richer than whatever you might have seen. So that's why telling stories about something which you've not seen, you can kind of fill the gaps of exactly. what you didn't yeah. saw, didn't see. Uh, and again, it's a very fertile and promising ground because it is basically it holds endless possibilities yeah. compared to the one thing that you were supposed to see. Yeah. So I believe there is value there. Yeah. No, and I think it's it's um, it's actually something I test on most groups that I present with, and when we talk about event design, mm -hmm. we just had a group here in Basel the other uh, the other week. Um, and every time what I do, just as an exercise of collective like um, fragility or collective uh, suspension of disbelief, uh -huh. um, to to demonstrate how an event creates value, I always do that little you know effect at the end or call it mm -hmm. a trick where you know what people usually ask us. So what do you believe a good event design looks like? What kind of mm -hmm. events do you geek out on? And we show the little video clip of the you know College of Extraordinary Experiences and hand out a post-it to everyone, asking them to write down, what do you think the value of this is from Berlin airport? And five days later, you're dropped off back again with goblins or whatever it might be and everything in between that mm -hmm. you just saw, right? Everything's inclusive. What is that worth? And we get the group to put the post-its up on a, on a flip chart and we have somebody calculate the median, the average of it. And then I always send it off to the organizers of the college or the event owners of the College of Extraordinary Experiences. And we've done this across the globe at many different places. Interesting. And the, and the, the wisdom of the crowd in coming up with a number is fascinating, right? So if you would take all those averages and put them down. It's very that's, close that's to the, the perceived actual. value yeah, yeah. of, you know, our mission, which is kind of yeah. like, you know, how does your event create value? Yeah. And then we added this thing is to craft, quantify, and celebrate progress over time. Because the value can also change over time, mm -hmm. right? and so um, uh, that's the kind of you know occult magic that we do at some of the programs we do. But you're right, you know, I'm my colleagues um, uh, Ingrid and Garrett and and Rool are currently delivering cohort 42 at the mm -hmm. Event Design Lab in The Hague. That's um, wonderful. Today, today, and tomorrow. Wonderful. For the first time in a long time, I'm not part of it because we're scaling how we're doing uh -huh. level three training, so we're kind of alternating to get more people to be able to train. Yeah. Um, and it feels like cohort 42, I haven't met these people. I, I, um, you know, you're, you, you feel like you're missing out, but at the same time, you know what value is being created, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's the power of events and the magical experience that is, it happens whether you're in the room or not. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely, yeah. Um, whether you're there or not, it will happen and it can happen over and over again. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you decode the trick and know what the effect is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, congratulations for the 42nd uh, cohort. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned again, I admire you and what you created and what you do a lot. So congratulations for bringing the magic into the world and turning more people 
into the model of the design canvas and all the technology behind it. So thumbs up, keep on doing your magic. Well, uh, Ferdinando, that's, that's, um, that's our way of sharing uh, the hidden, right? So um, our magic can only be scaled if we get more people to be able to do the tricks, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and the methodology needs to be had, you know, in the hands of as many people as possible, which is our motive. And this is how, you know, students are learning about this and professionals and, and sometimes you don't see that it was used, but in mm -hmm. hindsight, you know that it was used. And I think this is, yep. it's always a little frustrating for us because when you perpetuate something, you want it to spread. Yeah. Um, part of the design of that event is 80% mystery and 20% clarity. Mm -hmm. And once you go through it afterwards, it becomes your story, right? So the mystery mm -hmm. becomes your story. So 80% of it, you'll be able to recall and retell and lived it. And then you leave 20% mystery for yourself, which is the discovery of application, right? And I think this yep. is, um, yeah. One of the reasons we do this podcast with people like you is, you know, because claiming time is not always available when you, when you are available. Mm -hmm. But now it's recorded, it's timestamped. People yep. can go out and listen to it whenever it's convenient for them, whether yep. it's in the car, when they're walking somewhere. Um, but I encourage them to reach out to you. Um, check out uh, the links that are going to be below this. Um, yes. And then we will meet again next year. Absolutely. And hopefully sooner in person. Uh, absolutely. There's no motive to not meet in between. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we are very so, close. Yeah. And, yeah. and we are very close. Let's make yeah, sure that we, always, uh, we actually do the in-person thing. It's yeah. always fun and a pleasure to hang out with you and talk and play. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ferdinando Buscema, for being on our podcast today. Ruth, thank you for having me and inviting me to this wonderful uh, uh, and stimulating conversation. Excellent. See you soon. See you soon. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag Design to Change and hashtag Event Canvas. Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation.